Joining us live now is our friend and regular contributor to kick off a new series. Her name is Nancy Kane. She is the program director of the Caritas Center for Christian Formation and a licensed professional clinical counselor. Welcome back, Nancy. Nice to be with you guys. So the word in the street is that you were inspired by observing the life of our friend Ron Eastwood to talk about <laughs> vices. <laughs> is that correct? Well, you know, it's hard to say. <laughs> the world around us is full of false choices. That temptation to be us versus them, for or against, in or out. But what does it really look like for followers of Jesus to engage in the messiness of life, the gray issues of faith, to truly allow our lives to conform to the gospel? Join us as we try to figure it out. We are the Brian and Janelle Podcast. Hey there, Brian and Janelle podcast listeners. Brian here with a quick item for you before we get to the main content in today's episode. I'm super excited to tell you about a brand new podcast series I created in partnership with Moody Radio that's available starting right now. It's called The Grandfather Effect. And here's the quick backstory. I only have really one strong memory of my paternal grandfather, Tom. And it was when my dad and I were standing shoulder to shoulder in a crowded room right in front of his open casket. And I remember standing there a bit mystified because, you see, Grandpa Tom had lived only about 15 miles away from my house growing up. And yet I never saw him. He never talked to me, called me, never came to birthday parties. He was no part of our life. He had disowned my family when I was about three years old And my family was left with lots of questions. Because from our perspective, the reason he disowned us didn't seem to make much sense. The circumstances were so seemingly trivial, it just didn't add up. So what happened? Well, about five years ago, I decided to try to find out. And that journey became much more complicated than I could have possibly imagined. And I chronicled the entire thing with a recorder in my hand and take you along in the journey. The podcast series is called The Grandfather Effect. Would you consider giving it a listen? I'd be super grateful for your support. And if you like what you hear, maybe you'd be willing to leave a a nice review or even tell a friend about it. All right, let's get back to today's episode. Thanks a lot. We're going to be talking about virtues and vices. Can you help us understand what those truly are? I mean, Ron knows, but tell us what they are. (laughs) Virtues are inclinations towards doing good and having qualities of character that are in line with godliness. Vices are inclinations to do sin and in line with the sins of the flesh or our lowest nature. Inclinations. So is that things you're inclined to like per season or is it your personality? Tradition seems to indicate, and it says in Hebrews 2, there's going to be certain sins that some of us will struggle with that others won't. And in those vices, some of us may struggle more with gluttony or avarice, and others might struggle more with pride or deceit. So there's certain inclinations that we'll all struggle with in terms of sin. It wouldn't be a personality. It's more in terms of what happens in our flesh when we're tempted. So now... Oftentimes I've heard that phrase, you know, the seven deadly sins, and I think most evangelicals kind of dismiss that concept. Is that what we're talking about here? 
Well, it's coming from the, the, I think, the larger Christian tradition that back in the 6th century before uh, the scriptures had come and access, there was a way to be able to communicate to people what the, in a sense, most grievous sins were, and then from that all other sins come. And I've, I've, I started to teach this in the cohorts that we do, because I find that when it comes to being able to name sin, most people are fairly unable to do that. You know, when you look at the Galatians list of the sins of the flesh, and people joke when I, I teach it this way, but I said, if I look at the sins of the flesh in Galatians 5, I say, well, no, I don't have any debauchery lately. I certainly <laughs> haven't done any idolatry. Yeah. And witchcraft is really not on my page. Hey, I'm good. You know, I, I'm, I'm good. But when we start looking at the seven vices that are like a hallmark of the sins of the flesh, then it starts to put more clarity in terms of, oh my, I think I am struggling with pride or envy or anger or greed or lust or gluttony or sloth. All those really fun (laughs) things that that all of us are tempted to do. Yeah. So you're finding it very common for Christians to be like, yeah, I follow Christ. I'm a sinner saved by, by Christ alone. You know, I'm doing pretty good. I see these things in the Bible. I'm not lying. I'm not cheating. I'm, is that a common response? I think so, especially, I think, for a lot of Christians, if there was a point in salvation where prior to coming to Christ, there was a life of fairly obvious sin, and then after Christ, they find God, you know, helping them to overcome that. It's often, a, I, can, I think, kind of a leveling out where the believer will say, you know what? I don't swear anymore. You know, I don't have any problem with drinking. I'm... You know, I'm nice to my neighbor. I'm, you know, what more could a person want? I'm pretty good. But that's not the nature of God's desire for us. He desires nothing less than his holy perfection in us. When you get to the heart of the sin, so if you're looking at these vices, I mean, is the goal to get rid of them? Can can you even do that? I think that you can put into place spiritual practices so that God can work into those places. So, no, we're never done with sin. We'll always struggle with sin until we go home. But if there's certain sins that I'm prone to, I collaborate with God to put into place practices so that he's working out the higher virtue qualities in me in place of those sins that so easily beset me. Well, so so I, I could hear someone going, wow, Nancy but I've been safe for a long time. I'm working on my sanctification. Like, I'm, I'm way better now. So, so calm down with your vices. <laughs> well, and I think that this is that will be interesting as we unpack these vices. And I find even as I teach this in the cohorts as well as when I was teaching it at Moody, that once we really unpack what some of these vices are, I think most people will find, oh my gosh, I have been living that out and I didn't even realize it. We live in a culture like, let's take one of the vices of greed. We live in a culture that says consume more. You know, it's okay to shop. It's okay. And on one level, there's nothing wrong with that. But when it's coming from a place of, I want more, I'm not satisfied with what I have. I'm not content with God's provision. Now we're looking at greed. Wow. Our friend Nancy Kane with us. She is program director at the Caritas Center for Christian Formation, and she's convicting you. Yeah, for real. We've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> and me. Uh, we're going to be talking more with her about this, this series we'll be doing on virtues and vices in just a minute. Hey, it's Brian from the Brian Janelle Podcast. You know, a famous poet named William Joel 
better known by the name Billy, once said in a song that if you love a woman, you should tell her about it. Common sense, right? Well, what we're going to do right now in this podcast episode as we pause is ask you to tell someone about it, it being us. If you love this podcast and you've listened to us on a regular basis, we need your help to spread the word. So pick out a friend or two, maybe your mom, your cousin, your uncle, whoever it is, tell them about the Brian and Janelle podcast. That's one of the best ways for people to find out about great content online. Would you do it? We'd be so grateful. Thanks a lot. Back to the show. Nancy, you mentioned that when you've gone through vices in the program that people have discovered like, whoa, I've actually lived some of these out and didn't even know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Once you discover that, how can you not let it overwhelm you and discourage you? I think if, it, if, if we think it's up to us to change it, then it can become overwhelming. But we only come to truth by God's Spirit. Uh, there's just nothing in us that will be able to recognize our own state of sin or the qualities we need to change unless God brings truth to us. And I think in that light, then, whatever God brings forward, He will also then perfect. He will also cleanse and restore and bring us to truth. But it's very important that in this process, we collaborate with him because there's a tiny step we can make in terms of trying to do it ourselves. And then we just wrap up our ego into another way, which ultimately leads to self-righteousness. Okay. So if today mm -hmm. I realize, whoa, I struggle with pride, just like Benel. <laughs> yeah, Benel oh, wait, discovered. did I hit the bell? Sorry about that. <laughs> How do I partner with God in a way that brings transformation? As you're saying, so the Lord convicts you of pride and, and says to you, you know, you're rising yourself up. Your pride of all the vices is considered the root of every other sin. Hmm. Um, repentance always precedes any change in our life. We must always go to confession before we realize any change. Mm -hmm. And so in that, God convicts you. The first movement within your soul is confession. Lord, forgive me. I'm raising myself up to be equal with you or superior to other people or celebrating my own, what I think is my own great qualities in light of not submitting to you who are perfect and holy. So, so confession is always the first step. Then second to that is then, Lord, form in me the heart of Christ who is perfect humility and show me when I'm rising up and exalting myself. And so then the spiritual practice, as we talked about last time, the spiritual practice comes in in terms of ways that you can see in your life that you're more apt to promote yourself. You're more apt to talk about yourself. Mm -hmm. Say, I'm not saying this is you, but I'm saying, so say someone realizes that, they, <laughs> that they're more apt to um, see pride come out when they're with their group of their friends and they want to be the first one to tell the joke or the first one to have everybody listen to the spiritual practice comes in and stepping back from that yeah. and choosing the discipline of silence and saying, now I'm going to listen to other people. I'm going to take the lower position and I will celebrate other people's stories. I'll celebrate other people's lives and not be focused on mine. Yeah. So you have that full movement there, beginning with confession, ending with an activity that you're actually doing, that as you're doing that, Lord continues to deepen that awareness of what the pride is. But see, parties are so much more fun with those witty comments. Hello, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
You can't say like one or two, Nancy. You got to totally be quiet. <laughs> and I think the the key is is what where it's coming from. So we <laughs> we had a, a cohort recently that there was a Q and A at the end of the Saturday night session, and uh, Ray made a, a comment, and then I I saw an opportunity to uh, make a funny joke. It's not even worth explaining what the joke is, because it wouldn't be funny if I explained it <laughs> But then everybody started laughing, and then I was like, oh, this is fun. And so then I made another joke, mm-hmm. and then they were laughing, and I was like, we're all having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that there's a place for that, but it's a matter of where it's coming from. You know, what's your intentions of your, your heart? You can, you can make a joke, and everybody laughs and has a good time, or you can make a joke and be like, see, I am the world's funniest person people love me well but what if it comes really easily you know i mean you're just that funny (laughs) (laughs) but again what's my motivation you're right i'm just giving you a hard time (laughs) (laughs) i could be that funny but you know time will tell (laughs) yeah and so you gave an example and again the vices cover so many areas of your life so many relationships do you pick one at a time and kind of just grow slowly from there. Yeah, and I think it's it, again, it's it's collaborating with God. I think that generally God will be. I find with people in my own life as well as you know working with people throughout the cohort that He'll be focusing on a quality that He wants to see changed in you. Okay. Like he, it's not a mass kind of like here's all the things that you do wrong and let's work on it. It's it generally He's very gentle and tender and specifically focused in terms of the things that he wants to change in you. And so I think then, then with that, it's being aware of this is a season where, you know, I, there's one gal in the cohort that confessed to me that she struggles, she struggles with envy, that she was very aware that at different points in time, whether she's in a Bible study or whether she's with her family, she's always looking over the where the grass is greener, someone else is more popular, someone else is more successful, someone else has more money, and the Lord inviting her into mercy helping her extend that she can love that person in a way that's sacrificial and kind and doesn't need to compete with them, doesn't need to be the person who is one better. Ron and I are a bit concerned we have to wait six weeks on gluttony Mm. because we want to know if we get a pass for Thanksgiving. Can we get a pass? (laughs) Christmas too? No? No pass? No pass, no pass. Oh, Sorry about that. Boy. Yes, well, this up. was the first and last part yes. of the series with Nancy. <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, we will get to all those things. Nancy, if somebody wants to grow closer to Jesus, I know one of the best ways to do it is through the Caritas Center for Christian Formation. How can folks learn more about uh, taking your course? They can go to our website, thecaritascenter.com. There is information on the cohort program. And then there's a section that they can contact me directly for um, questions as well as you can apply online. And we are in the midst of filling that fall cohort. So if people are interested, have them contact me. That'd be great. Nancy Kane, thanks for sticking with us today and then for another series. We're grateful for that. It's my honor and it's always a joy to be with you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget, if you like what you hear on a weekly basis, we'd be grateful for your ratings and reviews wherever you listen. And also subscribe so you get the latest episodes. Follow us wherever you are on social media and search for us online. We're at brianandjanelle.org. Don't miss our weekday morning show with conversations just like this. You can listen on the Moody Radio mobile app or again at our website, brianandjanelle.org. Special thanks to the talented team of individuals who tirelessly put together this podcast every week. 
Josue Villa, Mike Reynolds, and Ron Eastwood. The Brian and Janelle Podcast is a production of WCRF Moody Radio Cleveland. Until next time, we're Brian and Janelle.